Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living My Best Disabled Life. Today, we have Angela Sini, who is a recent FGCU grad. Hello, Angela. Hi. Can we start by uh, you describing your uh, journey um, to become a, uh, to getting diagnosed? Oh, yeah. Um, so, um, it's a little bit of a... Kind of a long story, but I'll try to keep it short. Um, But about a year ago, um, yeah, but a year ago in January, I just, you know, woke up and I, um, I couldn't feel my legs at all. So kind of progressed to where I had difficulty walking. So then I, you know, went to the ER and I got some MRI scans and then I got a spinal tap and all that other great stuff. <laughs> and um, then they told me I had multiple sclerosis. So it, it's it's been a journey because I had something else happen like that when I was 16. So it was kind of a like a it was half my body was like felt felt that way instead of like the full lower half. And they just told me it was stress. So I didn't really want to go to the hospital. Um, the second time it happened about a year ago, um, cause I was worried they were going to tell me it was just stress, but it ended up being, um, multiple sclerosis. So, yep. <laughs> Do you think that, um, the first, the first time it was the same thing, they just didn't notice or? Yes, definitely. Um, because in the first, the first time when I was 16, um, they only got an MRI of my head. And the second time, um, a year ago, I got two MRIs. Well, actually, I got three. I got my entire spine and my head. And in my spine, they saw an old lesion. And they were, th- and they thought, oh, well, that must be from, like, an older attack. And, you know, I just kind of looked at my mom, and I was like, oh, that, that had to have been it because they didn't they didn't do an MRI on that area when I was 16 because they were unsure, you know, if it even was MS because they don't want to – because MRIs are expensive and everything. So I, I, I do think it was definitely that for sure. Makes sense. Uh, so you say that it was only like a year ago. So has it – um, I know you just recently graduated, but did it affect your, um, like, college life in any way? Yeah, absolutely. I it it changed my my life in general too. I just um, for the better, but I just you know I couldn't. I had to put kind of like certain like limitations. Like I had to like really like think about like my health and. You know, if some people want to go out and, like, do all this stuff, I have to, like, rethink and, like, okay, um, can I, like, go out and do this? Because I constantly have to be thinking about the next day and how things will affect me, my decisions of today, how they'll affect me tomorrow. Um, there's this thing um, called the spoon theory I found online, and it's it's really – it's it's the best way I can, like, describe it, I guess, of, like, my big challenge I've had throughout this whole year is that I start the day like with maybe it, de- it depends like 
how many spoons I have. Maybe I have a really great night's sleep or whatever, but like theoretically I could say I spend the, I wake up and I have like 10 spoons in the bowl or whatever. And every activity I do, um, it takes away like more than the average spoons or I guess energy bars really like in a video game <laughs> where it just takes it away. And then at the end of the day, I could be left with nothing or like a negative amount. And if I'm left with like a negative amount and I've really pushed myself like to do whatever that, it, that day, either physical or mentally, um, the next day I'm like, I'm affected and I feel, I can feel like all these different types of symptoms and it could be a very unpredictable of what those symptoms really are. So I have to um, really think about all the choices that I make. Um, even when, if, if I even decide not to even like go out or anything, I have to like with um, schoolwork, like I can't do too much in one day because um, that's just too much like mentally. So then the next day I'll just, if I, if I push myself too much in one day, then the next day I can't do absolutely nothing. And I just made myself counterproductive. Um, so it's, I've had to be really like meticulous and how I go throughout all of that. It's been, I'm still, I'm still learning how to do it. <laughs> I totally get that. I'm, I'm the same way. Like I get, um, I can't do a lot of things all in one day. I get like very, um, exhausted yeah. exhausted it takes a lot of energy yeah definitely oh sorry i, I forgot the other question it's okay there was a part there was a part two to that i'll edit this out <laughs> <laughs> uh bear with me i just started doing these and i'm like so awkward sometimes okay it's um, okay I, I'm I'm just as like I'm the same way. I'm I've never done this before either. <laughs> so, oh yeah, you you said like um ha, um how it physically affects you, and then like kind of um making sure you have enough mental capacity. Uh-huh. Does it affect you in any like men uh like uh mental way like um brain fog or anything like that oh yeah that's like my that's I think that's my biggest thing really like with MS it's it's they call it really the snowflake disease like it really affects everyone differently and I'd say at least the first year this first year I've been experiencing like more of cognitive like symptoms and I know in the summer Um, it was only like probably like four months after like my big episode. So I had a lot of residuals going on and one of those residuals was just like total brain fog. And I was trying to take physics too in the summer and I, 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 I did it, you know, I put, I pushed myself to do it, but it was really difficult because it was like almost like clockwork at like 4 PM. I, I could like barely read. I couldn't. I couldn't do anything, so I'd have to, like, get up really early and um, try to, like, do all, like, my homework um, early in the day because once around – once and sometimes it would come early as 12 o'clock where I was like, okay, I can't do anything. I can't do anymore. And it's it's really – it's it's an odd thing to explain really, like, what the brain fog is, is really like 
I just, um, it's like almost confusion of like when people like say things to me, I can't fully comprehend. I can't fully comprehend like, um, some, some things I read. And then if I try to comprehend it, I'm like really like pushing my negative spoons there. <laughs> but, um, that, that, that was like the biggest thing in the summer. I, I've, it's gotten better, but, um, like brain fog stuff. Um, but it still like happens, you know, unexpectedly. And I just have to like be kind of prepared for it. And I'm still learning on how to really deal with it, I guess. It's really interesting because I feel like, I don't know if it's just me, but I, when I think of MS, I only think about like the physical, physical aspects of it. And I don't also, you say it's like a, the snowflake disease until like you told me you had it and stuff. I always thought it was like older people and mm-hmm. that it was just um, mainly um, affected in physical ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it can. I think that um, it does affect me physically at times, but it's like something that you wouldn't be able to tell because it's a lot of like nerve stuff. Like um, sometimes I'll get like this excruciating pain in my my in my legs and I just, I don't, like, I can, I can, I can get up and I can walk, you know, fine, but, like, it is painful, and I have to, like, try to put on, like, a poker face of, like, I am totally fine, (laughs) and keep walking, I guess, but um, when those days do happen, it's, like, I, I try not to even, I'll just lay down all day, because it's too painful, Um, it's, like, a, it's, like, a muscle spasticity I'll get, so I think that's what they call it officially, (laughs) in my legs and sometimes I get like burning sensations or cold sensations in my body. Um, like one time I had, I, I went to the thrift store and I was like trying on stuff and I can't, and I was in the car and I was like, Oh my gosh, I think I have a rash on my arm. It was the weirdest thing. And I was like, Oh my God, I went to the, I was like, I went to the thrift store. I must have, something must have happened <laughs> with some piece of clothing. I don't know. Cause like nothing's washed there. And Oh, you thought you were having an allergic reaction? Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe I had like a rash or something like that. It was really painful, like even to touch it, you know. And I got home and I was like, "Mom, is my arm red?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> and my mom has MS too, and she was like, "I," she's like, "I get the same thing." She's like, "It does it feel like you have a rash?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, that's 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 MS." And I'm like, "Oh." And then I start to try to put the puzzles together in my head, like you know, why did this happen? What did I do the day before? Oh, I'm really stressed out, like, like to like an over amount, which is a lot of the time, especially with school. But I think in that particular day, I had an extra amount of stuff going on. So it's like, even just stress, like, can like, just do like little weird stuff like that. But it's not like, um, something like that isn't really like, um, debilitating. Um, but with like the legs that like, that, (laughs) <laughs> that can be but you would you would never really know um unless somebody told you or or something like that yeah really like there are a lot of disabilities and diseases and stuff that like are physical in some sense but you just see them walk if you see people walking around and you don't you don't really 
see what's going like no one can see what's going on in your head or like really because you're not really struggling as much people think oh they're just able-bodied mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 odd it's because i mean i i always thought you know the same thing and even like growing up knowing my mom had ms i've always felt like um i had a little bit of a better perspective you know um just because i was there but like when i was really young i didn't understand i get frustrated like over over stuff that she would say like that i'm like but i could fit but in my mind i'm like oh but i could see you doing all this stuff but it and it made no sense to me when i was like in middle school right um but now that i'm older and even before like i think maybe probably like uh in high school like towards the end i was when i started to like look into it more and then i eventually you know, I wrote a research paper on MS, ironically, in college um, to try to understand my mom better. And then that's when I kind of had a little bit more of a grasp and understanding to like, you know, what she was going through, because I I never knew. And no one, she didn't really um, tell me all this stuff because she was always very, like, silent about it. Um, it wasn't actually until you know, I actually got diagnosed that she started telling people that she had MS because she didn't want people to think anything like negative about her in any way, I guess. But um, yeah, it's, you I mean, you never know until, you know, you either ask or, um, you know, you do research on it, I guess. But yeah, I guess ever since I've been diagnosed, I have a totally new understanding, obviously. Um, it's, it's, it's unpredictable for sure. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I know you were like recently diagnosed and whatnot, but um, have you had any types of like accommodations that are like um related to your MS, or do you think you can just like um you don't really need accommodations in that sense or like I don't know if that makes sense yeah you know I I have accommodations um when I was in college I did the the extra time on tests um because since I with for me like the cognitive thing was like a really big thing for me and I never know when it would hit and I I needed that extra time for that so that if I was taking a test and I was in the middle of like an episode like that I would have that extra time to read and try to comprehend stuff because it it could take, it would take me a long time if I'm in the middle of something like that. Um, you know, luckily like this year I didn't have an experience like that during a test. Um, it was always like a different day, but it was really nice to know that, um, I had that I had that in the back in in the back of my mind, like okay, well if this I have a like it's like a peace of mind thing, I'm like okay if this happens I'm okay, because I have a uh, time and a half on this exam or whatever, and um, I also just I I would always like uh, whenever I couldn't make it to class for like like physical like reasons like like either fatigue or like something like my legs or whatever, um, I would you know email like the professor and tell him, Hey, you know, I can't make it to class today. Um, and then I would always like CC my, 
advisor um, for for that. So they so I was kind of backed up in that way because um, I really couldn't make it. <laughs> but yeah, that those are the those are the things I really used a lot. So do you think those helped? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I didn't have to um, miss class too much. It was only a few times, but definitely having the extra time on tests um, was super, super important. And honestly, like when I first got diagnosed, like my dad immediately was like, you need to sign up with adaptive services and stuff. And I'm surprised he even knew about that. But <laughs> um, maybe it's because my mom has MS and stuff. And she went and she got her dental um She's a dental hygienist, and she went to school for that at FSW. And maybe he know, maybe he, that's why he was aware of it, because she had MS when she went through that um, college experience and stuff. But he immediately told me to sign up for adaptive services, and I didn't understand. I was like, "Why do I have to do that?" And he's like, "You know, you need to do this, blah blah blah." And then I, I think within a few weeks of me like being diagnosed, I texted Samira actually, and I talked to her about it, and. She was really, like, adamant about letting me know how it's, like, my right to have um, adaptive services and accommodations and stuff. And, you know, that, that really helped me, like, realize, like, you know, this is my right. Because it's, it's not really – because in my, in my head, like, right after I was diagnosed, I was definitely in denial. <laughs> and I was like, why do I need this? Like, I'm fine. Like, I don't need, like, extra time on a test. But then once I – had like the brain fog and all this other cognitive cognitive stuff going on. I was like, you know, it is my right because if I don't have this extra time, like it's not really making it equal for myself. Like, and that's, that's what it's about. It's about making it equal and equal equality and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's like super important to have like those resources and for everyone to know about them too. So would you say that it was like the mentality that you're like not, disabled enough to need it yeah like I I didn't understand really I I didn't understand really what adaptive services was first of all and I I I had no idea and I didn't really know what was in store for me either (laughs) with all like my symptoms I had coming up after that um I think at first I was um because when I got diagnosed it was right before the pandemic hit and I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll need, like, extra time, like, getting to class, right, because of, like, the heat and everything. Um, I'd, like, because it makes, like, everything worse being in the heat and then it being, like, an outdoor school and it's in Florida. I was most worried about that, and I wasn't sure at that point, like, how my walking would be because with, like, percentages of, like, MS attacks, I I don't remember exactly what the percentage is, but I thought I read somewhere, like, 40% of the time, like, you don't regain, like, fully of, like, what you were at before. So I was like, oh, that's a pretty big percentage. (laughs) Um, What if I'm in that 40%? And I was like, well, I guess I want to be prepared for that if so I can have extra time to get to class. But it ended up being that I didn't need that part of it. I ended up needing the extra time on tests because afterwards I had a lot of, like, the cognitive stuff. So, but I didn't know that at the time, you know, that I was going to need all of that. So, um, cause I just didn't understand really all what MS was, even though I'd done all this research and growing up with my mom and everything, I didn't really 
know what I had in store for myself until it came. <laughs> Does it happen to be like um, genetic or something or hereditary or is it just a coincidence that you both have it? <laughs> I honestly like I really don't know like it's so weird because when I did all my research before they said that it's not hereditary and stuff like that and then when I took physiology um at FGCU the professor said it was hereditary but at that and at that time I was kind of upset because it was right before I got diagnosed too and she was saying it was hereditary I'm like it's not hereditary what is this woman talking about I'm not gonna get this (laughs) and um I I don't know I I looked into it also and like seeing the percentages of people that like have it in their families and stuff um it could it could be genetic they don't really know they they think it could be maybe a certain um genetic marker for a certain tissue type that lets the virus go into the blood brain barrier which causes the havoc in the central nervous system or it could be like um maybe an environmental um thing um that does the same thing that wreaks like lets things like the viruses get into the blood brain blood brain barrier and whatnot they're not really sure they can they all they can see is like correlation and stuff and i mean really what it comes they need to do more research <laughs> on, on what's going on but they're i mean i know that they're working on it but um overall they really don't know like why people get it or what but the per- the percentage of my mom and i having it within like just um not even it skipping a generation just the fact she had it and then i had it was it's kind of rare um, but it, it, it does happen to people and I've seen it like online on like Reddit and stuff. <laughs> um, but that's the only way I've been able to get like some of my like good information about other people with MS is going on Reddit and seeing what people talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> it's, they have like this huge group on there and it's got like, like, I don't even remember how many people, but it's like oh, thousands and thousands of people that are on there. And it's great because no one knows who I am <laughs> and I can just put in something in there. Like ask, ask, I can ask the stupidest question ever. Yeah. And, and you can stay anonymous and stuff. No one knows how stupid. Yeah. The yeah. Like really pays attention to how stupid the question was. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, it's just some random person. They just answer yeah. it. So. Yeah. And they, and they always answer. Like everyone on there is always super nice. Um, it's, but it's, it's been great with that. <laughs> I love no- people not knowing who I am on there and I can just kind of ask any question I want um and it's been helpful but you know I've I but like I said I saw a lot of people not a lot but I just saw people that had like a correlation with it in that way and I was like oh wow okay I'm not the only one so that made me feel a little bit better <laughs> um, yeah that must make you feel better like you're not alone <laughs> it's oh, not yeah. just you it's not all in your head yeah, no, it, it definitely did. I really struggled with that a lot, and I still do in some ways, like now. Um, but definitely in the beginning, it was really, really difficult, and that that was one of the ways that like helped me. It was just reading everybody's experiences, even if it had nothing to do with any of my symptoms. It was just like really nice to see like that there were other people, and like it's great to have my mom and stuff, but. Um, it's different. Like we have different things going on and, um, she, she deals with things differently than I do. 
Um, but so it's it's nice to see other people's perspectives as well. Yeah, it must be nice and refreshing. Oh yeah. Do you have anything that you like? I I know you're not that far into this journey, but like that you um like what for advice that you would give another college student or another person in their twenties um, dealing with this and being like, I don't know why I have this. Like I shouldn't have it because uh, I don't know. I'm too young to have it or Mm -hmm. mentality like that. I, I think um, for me personally, what helped me the most was really, is really like being like in like a club, like Eagles gather and stuff that we both were in. Like, that was really like nice to be a part of and just making sure I was in adaptive services. Um, and then just like, yeah, just surrounding people, surrounding myself with people that like, um, that like were accommodating to me and didn't try to like pretend that I didn't have something and stuff. Um, and that would were considerate people. Um, I think that's like super important. Um, but yeah, just not, I think it's also important to, to talk, um, and be open to people about, you know, like what's going on. Um, not to everybody (laughs) because not everyone is going to be, going to be super nice about it. I definitely had some people that were very rude and it made me kind of rethink, okay, I have to kind of choose who I talk to about this. Right. Um, and even then it can you you might guess wrong <laughs> but um i think the most important thing is um just finding like people that support you and and things like that and and, make, and making sure you have the accommodations that you need and making sure that you know that it's um it's a right and it's not like an advantage or anything like that because it, it's if anything it's to make it equal for yourself it's it's nothing like that make making it an advantage it's making it equal and it's super important to understand that and to making sure you have all the accommodations that you need to succeed and be equal in college i know we don't have the same disability but i kind of like i i resonate with that um and like the idea that you have the right for all these accommodations it's not you're not any um it's not like you're getting an advantage. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah. 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 I, I saw some people. Um, I follow um, this, uh, like the MS Society on Instagram. And they'll always like, po- not always, but like at times they'll post somebody on there that has MS. And then they'll kind of like share like their story of like, or like what they've learned and stuff like that. And um I think I maybe it was on that page or maybe it was the Reddit. I don't remember which one, but someone said something. They were talking about the accommodations. It might have been the Reddit. Um, they were talking about the accommodations and how they kind of went through, you know, they like a lot of their time. They got diagnosed really early, I think, like in high school or something. And they were like, oh, I'm not going to um, I don't need these accommodations or whatever. And then it wasn't until like later they were like, no, this is my right and stuff like that. And they wish they kind of went back and you know realized that earlier um because they did they did need it 
So, and they realized it wasn't really a healthy way of thinking in that way. Yeah, if you don't, like, um, realize that, like, the benefit of it, um, in any sense of, like, accommodations and stuff, um, you kind of, you can't, not that you're not going to live your best life, but, like, you kind of live in, like, uh, half in, half out of life. Yeah. I don't know if it makes any sense, but like, it's uh, like a negative mindset about yourself and, and everything. And it needs to be more positive. Yeah. Um, so (laughs) I, I kind of already asked this in a way, but, um, like, how do you think you're living your best life or best disabled life? Well, um, I'm something I've, I'm, I'm still trying to figure, figure it out, but I think that what I, what I'm doing right now that is helping me do that is doing things at my own pace and being okay with that. Um, I used to really do a bunch of these things all at the same time to try to get to this one goal and then then my life just kind of turned upside down. I go, oh, crap, I got to listen to my body and I can't ignore things and I have to do things at my own pace. And, and it, that means not, you know, paying attention to the social stigma of graduate college in four years, get the credible job right after or going to grad school right after because that's not really like my path. Like I um, or having a job like during like college too, like I always had all these jobs and, you know, right after I was diagnosed, I had to really slow things down. I didn't, I, I still don't have a job looking for one now that I'm graduated, but, um, I didn't have a job that whole year. Um, I took what I can with classes that I thought, um, would be okay. And I want, and then the last semester I took like an extra class to see how I'd handle it and everything. And I think, that has been the most healthy thing for me is doing things at my own pace and trying not to pay attention to um, like social media in the toxic way that it um, promotes this like social stigma of what's expected and to doing it on my own path and my own journey. And like, that's completely okay. Makes total sense. Like you don't want to live, you want to live for yourself and not, live in a way that you're like oh I have to do this that this at this time like you have to have live in this like um like that uh you have to do everything in a certain order yeah I can totally relate to that since I'm not as you know like I was supposed to graduate um in like spring but I'm graduating in December, but I don't really care. Like, mm-hmm. so what? I'm getting it done. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't no, matter. No can take that away from you, your degree either. They're going to try to say all this, like, stuff, like, or try to, like, be like, oh, why aren't you doing this? Or, and it's like, well, you are you living your different, it's a different life, you know? It's, you have to do your own thing that works best for you. Definitely. I think that's also something that, like, a lot of people struggle with especially disabled people like um 
you feel like you have to fit this mold and be the person that everyone thinks you should be mm-hmm. and you can't be yourself. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I that's that's exactly like how I feel and I I'm still like working on it, you know? Like just yes, I think it was yesterday. I was talking to my mom and I was um kind of talk out with her like things I was thinking like different avenues I can go with like after now that I'm graduated and I and she she wasn't feeling too good that day (laughs) and she's like look I'm listening to you you know but I don't have the mind power to like totally comprehend what you're saying right now (laughs) and I'm like okay I get it I get it but then like then like 10 minutes later she comes up because I said something like I don't I want you to know like all the stuff that I'm thinking about. So you don't think I'm being like a freeloader, like living at home. (laughs) And she comes up to me 10 minutes later. She's like, Angela, it's been a week. (laughs) It's been a week since you've graduated. You're not being a (laughs) freeloader. She's like, that's ridiculous. And I'm like, okay, no, you're right. You're right. And um, and then I remember. It's literally been a week. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm still working on it. But then, because of, so then in that moment, I go, oh my God, it's, it's because of, the social stigma that's why I'm thinking this way and I told her I'm like okay no you're right you know it's because I'm like primed to think this way but like it shouldn't be like that and I'm like okay you're right I'm it's also good. like when you like finish college it's like supposed to be like oh uh you finished college now you have to move out <laughs> now you have to get a job now uh-huh. go live a adult life uh-huh. not that we're not adults but like yeah, more yeah. of an adult life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but there's not like do everything at your own pace. It's not really a big deal that you do it. Like you don't have to move out like right away. You don't have mm-hmm. to get a job right away. You could go to grad school. You don't have to go to grad school. It's like, mm-hmm. weird. yeah, yeah. There is so much stigma with um, like having to do um life in a certain way and it's like if you don't you must be weird or you're not normal or like you must be stupid i don't know i have like internalized ableism too like um yeah like oh i used to think my learning disabilities just made me stupid like oh and that's why I'm taking longer for college. I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I, it's, I, I had this, I had the same thing. You know, but it's, it, it, you know, it's we're, you know, we're not like stupid because it takes us like longer or anything. It just that's that's just it. It just takes us longer. <laughs> you know, um, it doesn't mean that you you don't understand. It's it's just gonna take you like a little bit longer, and that's like that's completely okay. Um, that that's something I I try to think about all the time, um, and it, it's it's hard. Um, but I mean, I that's what that's what I just that's all that's what I try to think about all the time is like okay, I'm not, I'm not. I'm-